Welcome to the X Plus One podcast, where we meet you where you are with Jesus Christ and seek to take you one step closer to him. I'm your host, Luke Metzler, and today marks week two of our season focused on humility. Last episode, we talked about the definition of humility. We said that humility is rooted in the accurate assessment of self, which is that we are nothing and God is all. We learn that biblical humility is in recognizing that we are nothing without God, and in doing so, we seek to empty ourselves so that he may be everything in our lives. Last week, I said that we need to empty us of us, and this week, we're going to go in-depth as to why. There are two master powers on this earth, both of whom are after eternal control of man. Those two powers are of pride and humility. The master power of pride is that of Satan, who fell from heaven due to his pride. Jesus says in John 10, 10, that Satan comes as a thief to steal, kill, and destroy. He seeks for you to spend eternity in hell with him. Then there is the master power of humility, which is that of Jesus Christ, who, who says that he came to give life and give it in full. He is the one who humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus' humility on that cross is our salvation. And Satan's pride is the reason for our sin and life deserving of death. You see, no flower can grow except from the seed which was planted. The origin of sin in mankind started with the pride of Satan, who was an angel named Lucifer, who fell from heaven and influenced Adam and Eve to become prideful and therefore sin by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Pride came before Lucifer's fall and entered the world through him. Pride came before Adam and Eve's fall and entered humanity through them. That is why it is said in Proverbs 16, 18, that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Do you see what I'm getting at here? I'm saying that pride is the root of all sin and that sin entered the world and humanity through pride. Again, no flower can grow except from the seed which was planted. And that seed, the seed of humanity was that of pride. If you were to go to Ancestry.com and look at the family tree of all mankind, you would find that at the root, at the source, at the top of the tree is the pride of man. Because we were born from the seed of pride, that is why we can produce no fruit. The fruit of the flesh is that of pride. It is self-centered, self-seeking, self-fulfilling. This is why in our best moments we are still deserving of hell because the seed of humanity is that of pride and sin, which God can have none of. This is also why God sent his son Jesus to die for you and me so that we could be born again of his seed, which is that of humility. Jesus' dissension from heaven and his dissension among men unto death was the greatest act of humility one could ever do. His humility truly is our salvation. Now this is why humility is necessary to battle sin. It is because sin is rooted in pride, and for us to battle sin and lead a life of righteousness, we must battle our pride. In 1 Peter 2.11, Peter tells us to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against our soul. Essentially, he is saying that there are passions that you and I have that are not just after your life here on earth, but they're after your soul. They are after your eternity. Are you not filled with a sense of urgency to fight those passions after hearing that? Your soul is on the line. Your soul is at stake. If we don't fight the passions of the flesh, if we don't put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires, as Paul says in Romans 13, 14, we are going to hell. That's right, I said it. If we don't humble ourselves, we're going to hell. But don't take my word for it. Take Jesus's. He says in Matthew chapter 18, verses 8 and 9, 
If your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. Verse 9, and if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. Jesus is speaking spiritually here. It is not our physical hands or our physical feet or our eyeballs that cause us to sin, but rather the prideful condition of our heart that motivates those actions. Jesus is saying that this is a life and death battle. He is saying that we either do battle with our fleshly temptations to sin or that we go to hell. Look at his words. At the end of verse 8, he says that it is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And then in verse 9, he reiterates that point by saying that it is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. Very clearly here, Jesus is saying that if we do not fight sin, which we know to be rooted in pride, we will go to hell. It is his words that if we don't fight sin, we will go to hell. Now to those listening, I want to challenge you. Is there anything in Jesus' words in Matthew 18, verses 8 and 9, that reflects your life in some way? Are you fighting your flesh in the natural prideful state of your heart? Are you actively fighting against the passions of your flesh? Now, one point I want to make very clear is this. This is not about losing salvation. Once you are saved, you are saved. There is no losing salvation. But this is about proving salvation. When God saves you, he begins a work in your heart through his spirit, making a sin-killing fighter out of you. Paul says in Romans 6, 18, that those in Christ have been set free from sin and have become slaves of righteousness. When God saves you, you become a slave to righteousness. So my point here is that when we choose to engage in this battle of fighting the passions of our flesh and go to war against our pride, we are proving our salvation. Humility is necessary for salvation as it is the act of faith by surrendering our life to Christ. But humility is also necessary for our sanctification. We must fight the sin in our life that is rooted in pride with the root of humility that comes from the Holy Spirit inside of us. So for those of you listening who believe that your life does not reflect Matthew 18 verses 8 and 9 in any way, you believe that you aren't fighting the passions of your flesh, there is a chance that you aren't saved. And I say that out of, out of love and as direct as it can get because I, just like you, desire to be close with God and free from sin and abiding with him in heaven for eternity. To everyone listening, this is why we must fight for humility at all costs. We have to be convinced, as I said in the trailer, that humility is our greatest need and that we are desperate for it because our souls are at stake. They are on the line. If you were convinced that if you didn't get extra credit for a class that you would fail, you would become desperate for it. You would develop a sense of urgency. If you were convinced that if you didn't get a new job, that you wouldn't be able to provide for your family anymore, you would become desperate for it. You would develop a sense of urgency. Similarly, if you were truly convinced that you would spend eternity in hell if you did not fight your sin, rooted in pride with humility only found in Christ, you would become desperate for it you would develop a sense of urgency. Again, I'm not saying you aren't saved if you struggle with sin. We all do. We all struggle with sin, and we all struggle with pride. 
However, I am saying that real faith fights. Real faith in Jesus goes to war with the flesh and the sin that it produces. Those with the Holy Spirit are slaves to righteousness and are no longer slaves to their sin. Because we are born of the seed of pride, we must realize that we are naturally prideful and independent of God. And we must see that, acknowledge that in ourselves, and we must do battle with it. We must become desperate for humility and desire it at all costs. So if you struggle with sin, you struggle with pride. If you struggle with sin, you struggle with lack of humility. That is why humility is necessary to battle sin. Yet many of us are not desperate for humility. Are we not desperate to be free from our sin? There is no passion of the flesh and no temptation, no temptation to sin that exists in the climate of humility. So go after the pride that produces sin with urgency. Now to those listening right now who feel very convicted and you're like, Luke, I'm not fighting my flesh. I am giving in to the passions of the flesh which wage war against my soul. I want to encourage you and remind you of God's grace. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 says that his grace is sufficient for you, for his power is made perfect in your weakness. Repent, approach God's throne and seek his grace and he will give it to you. He loves you. And there is no better time than right now to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for your flesh. There is no better time than right now to, with urgency, start doing battle with your sin. Next week, we're going to talk about how humility is the foundation and the climate for lasting righteousness. We're going to talk about how it is the soil in which righteousness grows. Like we learned this week that our sin is rooted in pride, next week we will learn that conversely, righteousness is rooted in humility, and we will seek to grow in that. I love you all, truly. God bless.